It's time for the November 11th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signals, Weekly Review. A personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting on Armistice Day. From the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And, as always... Because he needs you more than you need him, Mahler, the fake news dog. Good morning, Mahler. Today, we'll be talking about nighttime hula dances. Stop yeah. right there. I think yeah. we got a show. Edible drones. Okay. Those are two very hot items right off edible the top. Yes, edible yeah. drones. The Red Baby Ripple. Okay. Crystal Knock Cheesy Chicken. chicken. That's not easy yeah. to say, but thank yeah. you. Yeah. And more. Yeah. But first, you were talking about a crow a couple weeks ago. I was. And it was visiting your father every morning? Every morning. Still visits your father? Still, I saw it today. Went out and talked to it for a minute or two. You talked to it? Yeah, I have a way. I go out and I do this thing. Now, you're going to think I'm crazy already. You do. But I mean, literally, I go out and I put my hand up like like I'm making like a puppet kind of thing. Yeah. And I go, hello, hello. And so he, you're doing like a little crow beak with he, your fingers. Exactly there. right. Yeah. Exactly what I'm doing. Your and thing. he stops. And he stops. And he, yeah. and he, he kind of does this thing where his head turns a couple times. Uh-huh. And he'll sit there for as long as I'm out there. He'll just yeah. be staring. Or once in a while, he'll say something back. Once in a while, he crows yeah. back to me. So we, we're, there's a thing going on. Try there. taking a peanut out there. Oh. Put it in your fingers. Okay. And then just kind of lay it down next to him. Okay. See what he thinks. Okay. I'll try it. So you let's get back to your crow. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're on the news here for a second. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That is. Well, they're smart birds. Very smart. Yeah. And they and they. I've told you this before. There's a whole flock of them, if that's the right way to put a, a collection a of crows. A murder would be a lot of them. <clears throat> okay. You know, and they above just above six. They they just sort of hover around the neighborhood. They really keep an eye on things. I mean, they literally yeah. are out there all day long, flying back and forth. Yeah, it's great to watch. They're really. They're monitoring for snacks, things like that. Yeah. From Scientific American, researchers reported that crows are able to understand recursion, the process of embedding structures in other similar structures, which was long thought to be a uniquely human activity or ability. Recursion is a key feature of language. It's the capacity to embed phrases inside one another. Like the sentence, the cat, the dog chased, ran uh-huh. you got it yeah here the clause the dog chased is inside the clause the cat ran yeah the cat the dog chased ran yeah <clears throat> yeah what about that Mahler? <laughs> the cat yeah. the dog chased <laughs> ran yeah go Mahler, go 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 run <laughs> yeah there he goes The researchers trained two crows to peck pairs of brackets in a center-embedded recursive sequence. The researchers then tested the bird's ability to spontaneously generate recursive sequences on a new set of symbols. Wow. The crows performed on a par with children and better than monkeys. (laughs) I like that, that crows have it on monkeys. Because monkeys think they're all that. You ever see them sitting around? Yeah, yeah. Like, like we're monkeys. Yeah, what do you guys do? Well, we fling feces all day. What do you guys do? Yeah, so. And we like it. And we enjoy that. Yeah. 
uh, by the way, uh, where would Mahler fit on that kind of that scale, that that uh, per, that recursive spectrum? ability? <laughs> recursive ability. Hey, Mahler. Mahler. Uh, what's, what's going on there, huh? Yeah. 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 That's pretty recursive, right there. Well, I think. yeah. I, I, there was kind of a bark within a other bark. Yeah. Or I'm, growl or whatever yeah. though. I don't know what he howls. Yeah. I, I'm not. Moment? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure that digging a hole to poop in exactly fits the description that we're. It's all his feces with you, isn't well, it? Well, it, it's just. I'm telling you. He goes out there and he points at it like he did something special. It's not Speaking that. Speaking of feces, did you ever throw anything at anyone? Have I ever thrown it? Yes. You have? Yeah. Other than a ball. I mean, like you're angry. Yeah, when I was you a little kid. You pick up a plate no. and you toss it. I haven't done that in a while, but. In a while? Well, like a couple <laughs> months. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I, when I was a kid, we used to throw what we called dirt clods at each oh, other. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that, that's more of a, a target practice thing. Okay. I mean, this is like an anger type oh, of thing. Oh, no. No, I don't. I haven't. I can't think of any time I've done that. Yeah. Really. No. Do they still make dirt clods? Well, that's what we thought, but oftentimes there was a rock inside that dirt yeah, clod. Yeah, Yeah, that was always the, sorry. Yeah, I did that a few yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the American Association for the Advancement of Science newsletter, mm. a new study finds that the gloomy octopus, there's such an animal. The gloomy octopus. The gloomy octopus is in the small group of animals that toss things at each other, mm. uh, their own species, you know? They have mm. interspecies... Squabbles, yeah, and and yeah. squabbles, yeah. yeah, yeah, and they chuck things at each other. Yeah, wow, how dare you? <laughs> and then whatever goes flying, yeah, yeah. I think like shells and stuff yeah, like that. that they would pick sound, what, what's laying around. Around, yeah. While octopuses are intelligent, most species live largely solitary lives. But in Jervis Bay, Australia, unusually large number of one species, the octopus tetricus, better known as the gloomy octopus gather at sites affectionately known as Octopolis and Atlantis. Okay. Yeah, somebody's being yeah. silly there. But there's a lot of octopus in this one place yeah. because they have ideal denning conditions there and abundant food. Uh. If you're an octopus, it seems like the place to be. Yeah. Only thing is, yeah. they're antisocial and they're in close quarters with other octopuses where it's common for them to poke, prod, grab, and otherwise annoy one another because they can't stand being around each other. Yeah, yeah. But it's good eats. Wow. Yeah, and that exasperation can lead to the deployment of projectiles, as the Scientific American puts it. The deployment of projectiles as a potential manner of gloomy octopus conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. As long as they work it through, you know what I mean? Once they throw it and then they, they, they kind of yeah. come to a point where, look, I'm tired. Let's calm down here or whatever, you know. Well, that's the thing with, hey. with, uh, with octopus in yeah. general. Yeah. To get to that point where yeah. they just break. They can't take it anymore. <laughs> they got to throw something. <laughs> you know, that went over so well. I have another octopus story here okay. wow. from Popular Science. Argonata argo is a typical octopus. When a female mates... First, she keeps her partner's detachable penis inside of her. What? Then she begins making something like a handbag. Oh, my God. She uses the tips of two of her blue-sheened arms to secrete a mineral formula, crafting it into a paper-thin basket shaped like a shell. And, you know, meanwhile, she's got that detachable, detachable penis. penis. Yeah. The construction can grow to nearly a foot in length, becoming the home of more than 40,000 embryos. Hey, now. The Argonaut. 
You have to go Hank on me, huh? I just had to. to. Yeah. It was just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> the Argonaut octopus crawls inside its shell-like purse, traps some air bubbles inside, <laughs> then uses its buoyancy to bob just beneath the surface of water in warm oceans around the world. This egg holder <laughs> I'm not, it's not particularly funny. No, it's, it's just, not. It's early in the morning. I mean, you lost me at detachable penis, I'll yeah, be honest with you. Yeah, that, yeah. That <laughs> apparently snapped Was something. That, no, I have to know, Nathan. Is this... Well, probably well, it goes back on. This is, is this the voluntary the or involuntary detachable apparently penis? Apparently it's is voluntary. <laughs> okay. The egg holder has such an uncanny resemblance to the hard shells of the nautiloids, the octopus's distant relatives, that scientists nicknamed the Argonaut the paper nautilus. Now, you've seen those nautilus shells. Yes. Those big, beautiful, white, curved yes, beautiful. shells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, new genetic sequencing data reveals the octopus independently involved the genes to make its intricate embryo armor instead of repurposing DNA and inherited from its shelled ancestors. Wow. These findings upend some misconceptions among scientists about how cephaloids evolved. The last common ancestor of most cephaloids likely had a chambered pearly shell, not unlike the iconic one worn by the Nautilus. Yeah. Wow. Over millions of years of evolution, soft-bodied cephaloids like octopuses, squids, and cuttlefish evolved to eternalize the outer shell and shrink it while adapting to their individual habitat. If this news makes you wish you had a detachable penis, may I recommend a donation to KUCI because we helped break King Missile. We did. Yeah. King Missile. Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech, radio, KUCI, 88.9 FM. From the Washington Post, mm -hmm. according to a new study, pigs appear to have cognitive ability to watch and emphasize with two other pigs who fight and then intervene afterwards to reduce the level of aggression or anxiety. That's a form of social uh, regulation that can benefit the whole group of pigs. Apparently, yeah, now, yeah. They're kind of referees of sorts. <clears throat> the study observed that bystander pigs, mm -hmm. is what they called them, they're sitting around. They're, yeah, they're, they have nothing to do with this squabble. No. So they, they're just bystander pigs. They sometimes intervene after a conflict by approaching one of the warring parties and initiating physical contact by applying the common touch of their snouts, yeah. rubbing either of the parties with their ears or simply sitting up against one of the opponents. Yeah. This guy's sitting next to him. Yeah, just kind of get him to calm down, yeah. get him to kind of chill until he comes to his senses. Occasionally a pig, maybe that's what all the uh, Republicans need. They need a little, little pig snout yeah, behavior, little, yeah. you know? Little pig Just snout. calm yourself down now. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's taking the country from you. Yeah. We can all be here. Yeah. Snort, snort. Snort, snort. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally a pig also placed its entire head over the body of one of the combatants, which was also effective. The study marks the first time this behavior has been documented in pigs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how, who's going to do it anyway? Well, there right? are, I mean, there are probably some people who wanted to study pigs in detail, but this is obviously... 
but they were just stuck out on the well, farm. Well, they didn't get any money. Who gave money to people to do that, yeah. right? Now, well, they gave money for the, the ham, I guess. Well, they did yeah. that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking, this is this in your detachable penis. Yeah. Um, there's an increasing body of science and study that indicates that animals are much more cognitive and sentient than we gave them exactly. any credit for. So That's why we're talking about them so much, I think, these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot I've more given research. up on people. <laughs> I figure, like, yeah. maybe the animals can show the way here. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to throw in a plug for a very good documentary film. About called, pigs? About pigs. Wow. Called, it's called Gunda. Gunda. And, it, and it just basically focuses on this one... One pig. Well, yeah, one, one pig in particular, but the whole herd of pigs, if that's what they're called. Herd of pigs. They're called a murder. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. On this farm yeah. in yeah. France. And it is, yeah. it's, it's uh, transfixing. It's really fun to watch, actually. And Gunda is quite a, quite a mom. I watch her kind of nurse her little piglets and all that. So uh, if you're interested in Gunda. finding out an amateur version of what Nathan is describing, Gunda is a good, sp good an place. An amateur to version. Well, and you're, that's a professional study, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, well, I see what you mean. This yeah. is a documented yeah, scientific yeah, study. Yeah, this was a, a yeah. slice of life in the, in, in the world of pigs in France, and it's beautifully done. You ever visit Hawaii? I, you did, didn't you? Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. My sister lived there for a couple of years, went yeah. over and visited her. Yeah, visited her. I'll tell you that uh, having grown up in California, uh -huh. Hawaii just doesn't hold sway over me as a place that I'd want to yeah, go. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. For some reason, it just seems like... Like Disneyland in some way. Yeah. You know, I mean, I like that it's there. Yeah, Got nothing too. against Hawaiians nothing, by no, any means. Yeah. I think it looks beautiful. Yes. But, yeah, once yeah. was enough. From the Washington Post, much of Maui's outdoor illumination soon could violate a new ordinance intended to help the island's bird population. The measure restricts outdoor lighting in an effort to keep endangered birds. And Maui has some of the rarest from crashing into spotlighted buildings. Oof. Fines could reach $1,000 a day. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. You got a spotlighted building up there. Mm -hmm. Bill 21, signed into law last week, is pissing off some Maui humans because its provisions could keep flagpoles, church steeples, swimming pools, and even luau's in the dark. The ordinance imposes a near-total ban on upward shining outdoor lighting and limits short wavelength blue light content. Mm. Okay. The outdoor light restrictions effectively prohibit nighttime hula dances and luau performances, which the Washington Post calls local cultural signatures. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, yeah. Tell nighttime, me. Tell really? me. They, I don't. You know, maybe they did it at night. Yeah, but tell me that, that you're talking about these these activities that aren't related to the tourist industry, and yeah. I'll, I'll take more. I'll take you more seriously. Exactly. Indoor alternatives are impractical, they say on these things. And the uh, local tourism company wrote that customers do not want to be in a ballroom or enclosed facility. They can go to Detroit f to do that. What was with Detroit? They took a slam at Detroit. Yeah, what's that? These people in Maui, yeah. they got no class. None. Uh-uh. At the same time, Maui is grappling with an invasive species arriving in flocks of up to 35,000 a day. Tourists. I was going to say, people from Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's that. Maybe that's why they're pissed <laughs> off at Detroit. I never thought of it that way. Local officials are considering caps on hotel and vacation rentals to keep the yeah. Detroiters away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from the New York Times, few 
recent scientific discoveries have captured the public's imagination quite like the wood wide web. That's a network of fungal filaments hypothesized to shuttle nutrients and information through the soil and to help forests thrive. You've heard about that. Absolutely. In fact, I think you did, you were, or even about a documentary. It was about terrific. It. Yeah. Two, two of them. Fab, fantastic Fungi fantastic is a fantastic, yeah, yeah, that's a great film, and yeah. it's about that. These findings have challenged the conventional view of forests as a mere population of trees. Trees and fungi are co-equal partners on the ecological stage, these scientists say. Without both forests, as we know, them wouldn't exist. But as the wood wide web has gained fame, it has also inspired a backlash Ooh. among scientists. A recent review of published research found little evidence that shared fungal networks help trees to communicate, swap resources, or thrive. Indeed, what? the review said scientists have yet to show that these webs are widespread or ecologically significant in forests. Instead, According to the anti-wood wide web scientists, and I shouldn't call them that. I just want the perspective. Yeah. They don't buy this. Fungi most likely distribute carbon according to their own interests, not those of the trees. Hmm. That's what they say. I know it's nice <clears throat> to imagine that all these trees are talking to one yeah, another. Yeah, I know. In this film that I I did like, I don't. Uh -huh. If you're telling me the science is bunk, okay. I'm not the, saying it's bunk. I'm saying that the, it's being challenged, that's which is what science is all about. Yeah, exactly. Good for them. Good for them. The hidden life of trees, and they get into all yeah. of what you just yeah. described. So, all right. From Engineering Magazine, scientists have created an edible drone built of rice cakes and gelatin that can save lives. Their paper entitled towards edible drones for rescue missions. That's great. Design and flight of nutritional wings. I like that. Sign it, me up, that's great. It details great. a drone that could boost its payload of food from 30% to 50% of its mass. Yeah. The scientist used compressed puff rice to design the wing of a partially edible drone. Compressed puff rice, which is strong and light, is very similar to polypropylene foam. Okay commonly used as wing material in drones. Yeah. So you can just eat the wings off your drone. Yeah, keep you alive. Rice is affordable, accessible, and easy to laser cut, all while having a respectable calorie density. You know what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? I'm thinking we get some of those drones. Yeah. That's right, Mother. You got, you, you're seeing the picture right here. <laughs> Send them out over, you know, give them a little bit of extra taste. You know how Mahler likes butter? Yes. Butter those puffed rice wings. Yeah, there you go. Send them out flying. Yeah. We could have some fun. I'm thinking cinnamon on top. We'll sprinkle a little cinnamon on top of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From Los Angeles Times. Amid a record-breaking drought and calls to drastically reduce water use across California, Los Angeles residents saved 6 billion gallons of water during the hottest months of summer. From June through September, Los Angeles Department of Water and Power customers used 6 billion gallons of water less than during the same period last year. Excellent. The usage is the overall lowest among the city's nearly 4 million residents during those summer months since record-keeping began in uh, 1970s nice. by this agency. Yeah, that's great. Experts have urged residents to do more as hopes for, of a wet winter seem unlikely with another year of dry La Nina conditions in the forecast. 
Although these conservation efforts are helpful, it's doubtful that they are enough to sustain long-term water use across the region. You've got to address agriculture, how yep. much water they use. And that's otherwise, yes, it's great, and I'm glad we're doing it, and that's fantastic that it, the people are taking personal responsibility, but yeah. it's agriculture. In my neighborhood, I've seen about four or five homes tear out their lawns over the last six months. Great. Yeah. Great. And they're, and they're replacing it with nice uh, xeriscape, yeah. so it's good. And it's, it's more appropriate to California. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not like you're putting in something exotic or that requires a lot of maintenance. Uh -uh. These, these, are, these are supposed to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Those, well, yeah. They're, in some, if they're not native, they're not, but... Yeah, I knew, but again, just the idea that it's more of a much more sustainable. Exactly. Yeah. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. That's right, Mahler. Uh-oh. So we just had that midterm election. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of switching gears that. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it uh, demonstrated how political reporting has become more and more like sports reporting. Yeah. It's always races. Yeah. It's always who's in the lead. Yeah. You never talk about the issues. Right. You just talk about this guy against that guy. Right. And what he's done wrong or she's done wrong. It's more entertainment in search of hits than public policy information, in yeah, other words. Exactly. But public policy, unlike sports, is not a binary game. It's no surprise then that the media overblew this big red wave thing. Yes. Last week, Los Angeles Times ran with the headline, democracy is facing a crisis, but who's to blame? First of all, they report all the time who's to blame. Yeah. But they have to turn this into some sort of... Uh, I don't know. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Who knows who's actually at fault yeah. for trying to, uh, to undermine democracy? Place your bets now. Yeah, who's place, to blame? Who's to blame? It's all, it's all, everybody does it. The article said that Democrats see democracy imperiled by public figures who deny the validity of elections. Yes. Yeah, well, that's true. Yes. We have evidence of that. They say it. While Republicans see a threat from the, what they believe is unreliable voter counting. Well, we've done a lot of, we've looked into that. Trump looked into the it. Trump filed 60, more than 60 uh, suits to, pr to prove that the, just what you said, that the vote count was off, wrong, fraud, fraudulent. People who were voting shouldn't have been voting. And the courts, all the way up from the lowest court to the highest court in the land, said, no, you have no proof. And if there was a couple of people who voted who shouldn't have, it is in no way affected the outcome of the election. Not one suit was successful in proving anything and when he first came into office he set up a special committee yeah. to look into yes voting irregularities they found nothing yeah that guy comeback from kansas yeah was the head of it and the his his he was an avowed denier of election um integrity yeah he went around the country suing people before trump did uh -huh. and in kansas in particular and he got bounced out of Kansas by, by the people. They voted yeah. him out of office. So he ends up in, in Trump world. 
as this crazy person who didn't, it just doesn't, believe and, me. And he had the power of the federal government behind yes. him to look into this matter, they found nothing. Democrats decry organized efforts to make voting harder. That's what this article said. Yes. While Republicans fear hordes of illegal voters swaying elections with invalid ballots. Well, you can look at what Republicans have done gerrymandering-wise. Yes. You can see they've made voting harder for people. Right. The Republicans fearing hordes of illegal voters swaying elections. That no, doesn't happen. No, they're, they're, we've looked into that. It doesn't. The, the it, evidence doesn't back There are up. so many safeguards built into the system. That, and, and plus that, who is going to go in and vote risking a felony? An app, you'll go to jail for a long time. Yeah. I'm not sure I agree that people should go to jail for a long time, but it is a felony to yeah. do this yeah. for one vote. Speaking of irrational elections, since neither candidate was above 50% threshold needed to win outright in Georgia, uh, Democrat Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker will face off in a runoff election for U.S. Senator. Yeah. And that could be the whole well, let, ball let's, of wax right let, let's, let's all say, a, let's get on bended knee uh -huh. and say a little prayer that Donald Trump gets involved in that particular <laughs> election. Please, Donald. Apparently, he's going to announce something huge huge what's always huge it's always yeah, huge yeah. he's going to announce something and good i hope he announces he's running for president and i hope he spends the next five weeks in georgia <laughs> well that's not gonna happen <laughs> I but four yeah weeks, I, four I, weeks. well it'd be nice if he really screwed this one up oh yeah and, and uh, well now they're and, all yelling at him everyone's in love with DeSantis, new york post you know, wall street journal murdoch are all going after trump as a loser yeah. now He's, I know he's going to take him down. He just, he'll take the whole stinking thing down with him. And, and I, I can't wait to watch it. Well, it's amazing to me that someone like Herschel Walker can even get votes. <laughs> it's just amazing. How, and how the Republican Party could have yeah. cleared him to run for Senate. Yeah. Uh, well, to, in an article from, go ahead. Go ahead. McConnell didn't want him, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, McConnell didn't want him, but the party itself <laughs> welcomed him in. Yes. In an article from Mother Jones entitled, We Need to Talk About Herschel Walker's Controversial Mental Health Diagnosis. Yes, yes. It pointed out that in his 2008 book, Breaking Free, My Life with Dissociative Identity Disorder, Herschel Walker described 12 alters or separate identities that used to take over his psyche. Walker has long blamed these alternate personalities for his violent thoughts and dangerous behavior. This is a guy that is just a few votes away from being yeah. a senator, like playing Russian roulette, he did. Yeah. Richard Walker played Russian roulette, or he wanted to shoot a delivery man who was late. That happened once. He also blames, Walker does, his alters for menacing actions he says he cannot remember, like the time he held a gun to his wife's head. Oh, my God. This is a guy... Who's going to be in the Senate? And, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to people who have traumatic brain injuries, but this is a guy that played in college, well, high school, college, professional football, and then got into the MMA, which is martial arts boxing or whatever the hell yeah. they call it. He has, he has severely damaged his brain over the course of decades of being hit in the head. So, and again, I, I'm not, I'm sorry that it happened. I don't, I wish, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But this, and now he's telling you he has multiple personalities? Yeah. Well, he did. He and did. He, apparently he, he healed himself. Jesus. He found Jesus, right? Well, he, 
whatever he did, I don't, I didn't read the book. Well, that's what he's been saying since he, yeah. since this. Well, they always blame Jesus. Yeah, no, for, they, bl- they, bl- <laughs> they blame Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it makes sense that if Walker still suffers from multiple personality disorder, that itself should disqualify him from running for high office. God. And by the way, if you never read an article, if you never saw anything about what he had written about, watch him speak, listen to him. Yeah, well, he is. He he's not right. I want to give him that, but I, I but I can't. I, it's it, it's it's hard to imagine that people would would put place a vote for him. Warnock seems like a wonderful person. <laughs> I don't want to go any farther than that. That's just my bias. But but why why would not just don't vote then yeah. if you don't like Warnock? Why yeah. would you give yeah. a man who played Russian roulette yeah. put a uh, gun to his, gun wife's, to his head. wife's head and was going to shoot a delivery boy for yeah. being late. Why would you give that guy, <laughs> put him in the Senate? Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not good. No, no. <laughs> and I want him to have a happy life. I don't wish ill will on him. Yeah. Please stop. And by the way, he did under, he under um, performed in relation to Kemp, who won handily several hundred thousand votes Walking less. Yeah. So, th- so there was a lot of people who did not vote for him, okay. who voted for Kemp. Any plans for a vacation, Mike? You know, every day is a vacation here, especially really? Friday mornings with yeah, you, Nathan. That's true. So that's true. I like I? being with myself, too. I just <laughs> I can't get over it. Uh, well, I have a suggestion for you. Okay. From Mexican Daily News, a narco museum could soon open in the birthplace of convicted drug lord and former Sinolo- Sinaloa cartel leader Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. 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 The mayor of Badiraguato, a municipality in the northern state of Sinaloa, recently said that he's open to the idea of a museum that tells the stories of notorious drug traffickers like El Chapo, Rafael Caro Quarantino, current Sinaloa cartel leader Ishmael El Maya Zambada, wow. and Juan Jose El Azul Esparagoza. Uh, an ex-leader of the same cartel, who were all raised near Badira Guato. Okay. Yeah. Mayor Jose Luis Lopez Alenes described Badira Guato as a trafficker's cradle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a museum to, or there's some memorial to Al Capone somewhere. Yeah. And said, we can't deny our history. Yeah. I'm just suggesting as a vacation spot Yeah, it's a vacation. Sure, there won't be any of the cartel guys hanging around there. <laughs> Wondering why they didn't have a picture up there, yeah. and the other guys or they'd did. Come to see, yeah, you know, they, they, they just come to see the gringo yeah, right, hanging yeah. out at the museum. If the mayor's idea is acted upon, the museum would be housed in a regional museum building that is currently under construction. Yeah, there you go. From the San Jose Mercury News, an effort to, is underway to create a new national monument next to Joshua Tree National Park that would preserve almost seven hundred thousand desert acres for recreation while protecting plants, animals, and cultural and historic sites. The proposed proposed Chuckwalla National Monument, named for the lizard found in the Sonoran and Mojave Desert in northwestern Mexico, would need a presidential order or a vote by Congress to become a reality. But they're working on it down there. From live science. An explosion of extremely rare pink auroras recently lit up the night sky above Norway after a solar storm slammed into Earth and ripped a hole in the planet's magnetic field. 
The breach enabled highly energetic solar particles to penetrate deeper into the atmosphere than normal, triggering the unusual colored lights on November 3rd. The hole in our magnetic field closed around six hours after it first opened. During this time, a strange ribbon of blue light also emerged in the skies above Sweden, where it hung motionless in the sky for around 30 minutes. So we got a real light show going on. All right, cool. Yeah, and from Wisconsin Daily News. Nathan, mm -hmm. if you're giving me a choice between going to the drug traffickers museum yeah. in Mexico oh, or, yeah. or the light show in Sweden, mm -hmm. boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, you know, I don't really like to travel. <laughs> I know. But right. if I was going to do anything, I think Northern Lights would be something I'd like to see. Yeah. I have been. Fact, I like to go out in the snow. Yeah. You know, one of those little igloo-type hotels they have. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't come out when I was there. You know, I'd be freezing. <laughs> you might have to stay a couple of days, you know, just give it a chance. Um, by the and way, I get bitter. Yeah, <laughs> get bitter. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the only place I, I'm left in my, on my sort of wish list to travel to is Iceland. I think that'd be the, where I, what you're talking about, to go for that reason. I don't have a list. I'm just saying, I'm saying if I, I were to travel. On my list, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if I were. Yeah. But I don't want to. Okay. All right. A Wisconsin Daily News, from Wisconsin Daily News, a hospice nurse in Wisconsin could face 40 years in prison after she allegedly amputated the foot of a dying man while without permission. Oh, my God. A Pierce County medical examiner first oh. noticed the foot missing during oh. the autopsy. I don't think they're paying attention to these too well down there. And, uh, uh, before he died, the unnamed elder person had been in the care of Mary Kay Brown, 38, a Spring Valley Health and Rehab Center nurse. The man had been admitted to the center in March with severe frostbite on both feet. Oh. So there's a reason behind it. Yeah. By May, it was believed that he was close to the end of his life. Witness, witnesses, they said. Yeah. This is all the article said. I can't tell you what was going on. Witnesses said that Brown cut off the patient's right foot on May 27th without permission from a doctor or the patient. A nurse later told police that Brown said she intended to preserve and display the foot. Brown is facing two felony charges of abuse of an elderly person and mayhem. Yeah, mayhem. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> Which carries a maximum penalty of 40 years in prison but could be higher because the victim is an older person. Oh my God. Yeah, that's elder abuse. I think yeah. that qualifies as elder abuse. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I'm wondering how this whole thing went down yeah. without anyone noticing. They have to get into the autopsy before they go, oh, oh yeah. no what foot. I, what happened to his left foot? Anybody see his left foot lying around? Um, I mean, they had, he had to have, or he, she had to have a bone saw, right? Those things I make don't some know noise. how that works. Yeah. From BBC News, KFC apologized after sending a promotional message to customers in Germany urging them to commemorate Kristallnacht oh. with cheesy chicken. Kristallnacht, the Nazi-led series of attacks in Germany in 1938, left more than 90 people dead and destroyed Jewish-owned businesses and places of worship. It is widely seen as the beginning of the Holocaust. In case you don't know, KFC blamed the message on an error in our system. Well, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> the fast food chain sent the app alert on Wednesday saying, it's Memorial Day for Kristallnacht. 
Treat yourself with more tender cheese on your crispy chicken. (laughs) Now at KF Cheese. (laughs) Did they really say Crystal Knock in the the text? This seems like that's right, Father. I I was with you until they actually said the word. Maybe there was a mistranslation, a reference to it in some manner of speaking. Oh, my God. They got an algorithm that's off there, I think. (laughs) And from The Guardian. An Iranian hermit nicknamed the world's dirtiest man for not taking a shower for more than half a century died at the age of 94, only two months after villagers had persuaded him to wash. Oh. You See wonder. what can happen. Cause and effect. It's that, kind of, it's that peer pressure, kids. It'll yeah. get you every time. <laughs> Don't wash. Don't wash. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what Nancy Reagan said, say no to soap. <laughs> and finally, from the greedy Colorado, the Greeley, Colorado Tribune. A trial centering on the 2019 death of a retail company executive at Shotgun Willie's, a Colorado strip club, had been delayed after a lawyer defending Shotgun Willie's died at Shotgun Willie's too. Steve Long was defending Shotgun Willie's in a lawsuit alleging it was liable for the death of Randall Wright, a customer, three years ago. Wright had gotten into a scuffle with Shotgun Willie's bouncer. The case was supposed to go to trial November 7th, but after long, the lawyer died of intoxication poisoning at Shotgun Willie's on October 1st. His colleagues asked for postponement. Listening to arguments for four hours, the presiding judge, Peter Michelson, reportedly sighed, cradled his head in his hands, rubbed his face as he listened to a chain of events likely to not have much precedent in American jurisprudence. The deaths of Long and Wright have landed shotgun willies in the media spotlight about five years after it drew public ire for displaying a sign that read, Toxic Masculinity Welcome Here. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. WeeklySignals.com Subscribe now.